amazing week of music, talk, news, stuff, whatever's going on, and of course, unicorn things. Um, this weekend was Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all of the amazing mommies out there. You guys make the world go round. And shout out to me for being 26 now. I had super realizations over the weekend. And it, so old lady. it turned my world upside down, literally. I feel like a new person. But beyond that, today we will be talking about Spotify and how they removed XXX and R. Kelly's music from Spotify, um, as well as TK. And these are because oh, of they got TK criminal accusations. And then we'll also be going hey. into This is America for Women uh, by Nicole Arbor. Um, an ex-dancer for an NFL team and social media personality who kind of does some crazy stuff. But we get the message, you know, but we don't get the message. And we also will be going into Prince Harry and Meghan's royal wedding and how Papa opted out because it's a little bit too much for him. And, you know, Americans going into British families and what does this mean for the dynamic of royal families and our topic for the week is learning to give unconditional love and accept love. Uh, I think it's important that we realize if we are even capable of doing those things because we might think we got it together. And overall, we don't got it together as far as what it means to truly love somebody. And our guest of the week is Matt Muse. Matt is a super cool guy who has this new project coming out called Nappy Talk, and he'll be hanging out with us at around 7.15. So for those of you who are tuning in to hear Matt do his thing, he will be on air at 7.15, but the rest of the show will definitely be amazed. So for now, we're just going to go ahead and play some tunes from our playlist, um, the Nitpicks playlist, as well as the Nitty's Knocker music list from people who have submitted their music. And we're going to start with Forest Law by my homie Solo the Dweeb right here on Nitty's Knocker. Yeah. Welcome to the House of Dope. Think I could be Jordan? Yo, my my hell I love. Yo, 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 she ain't no smoker, just ride off that ride You'll be flying up in moments, zoom Ooh, yeah, hey, walk around like I own it I'm the Brooklyn, I think I turned into the coldest I lost my way a million times The trees, the lean, the knees, too long On me, it's on me, I can't think I'm too high, can't breathe, I can't see Diamonds gleam, I go blind Ooh, 
Tryna blame it on a neck You know I'm a cop if I ain't had it Do you get the chance? You know that this time I'm finna snatch it Do you get me? I'm going savage on my, on my dick Hit like left kicks, I slept in Came beside me with the extras Shoot like Netflix, shorty on that ride of death She the bestest, she the lamb on the neck I cannot fold, I cannot go Look like it's imported, my dream Hit like loud, and I go roll up a forest, uh Oh uh, yeah, hey, think I could be Jordan I don't trust the lies, I see them and run like forest, uh She ain't no smoker, just roll out that rock You'll be flying up in moments soon Oh yeah, hey, walk around like I own it I'm the Brooklyn, I think I turned into the coldest Why not? 
This is the way it's been since she started smoking pot. She's all lazy and boring and... You know, we used to have so much fun together. And now? This is what we do. y'all we just played some chicago classics as well as some new music the first song that we played was from my and the name of the song was serenity i'm very glad that she submitted the song we're definitely going to get her in for an interview sooner than later and we played solo the dweeb forest law right after that go crazy little bro i'm so proud of you and the all cost movement Congrats to Jay because he's going on tour for Tory Lanez with 52 city, 52 or 53 cities. So we got to hang out with him this weekend and see him cry and just really be proud of the moments that he's creating for him and his son. That was beautiful. Yeah, you just never know and what people go through. The know? last song we played was Smoke Until You Die, Die. Glitter, money. glitter money with Three Wise. The ladies three who wise. came to visit us on the show last week. Let's, nevertheless, let's go ahead and jump into what we talking about this week so um spotify removed xx the man r kelly and tay music from their promoted playlist based on criminal accusations do you think it was corporate or moral morally based corporately based or morally based it was definitely corporately based i mean i have a list of musicians that are white that um have similar or worse cases out yeah. don't mind if i do for a second Gene Simmons of Kiss, sexual battery. Red Hot Chili Peppers, sexual assault. David Bowie, rape allegations. Backstreet Boys, Nick Carter, sexual assault. Ozzy Osbourne, domestic abuse. Ace of Base, founding member of Neo-Nazi. Seal, sexual battery. Jimmy of Page of Led Zeppelin, rape of minor. Jimmy of Page of Led Zeppelin, rape of minor. Okay, so wait, before we go into Debbie Downerness, wait, wait, wait. Listen, listen. The thing is, we ask if it's corporately or morally based based on where we are right now in today's society. It's corporately based because none of these, none of these, Spotify has not, I've been following this, Spotify has not responded to any of those people that have the same. That list you said was all white men? All white. No, it's 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 more black men on there, but majority of those are white men. And then the black guys on here are like, Superstar, super like yeah. Seal, like Seal is a, like a worldwide superstar, you yeah. know. So it's like y'all pick these young guys to take them, take them out their glow a little bit. Which what they're doing outside of their music is wrong. I'm not saying R. Kelly not young also, but yeah, R. Kelly. This is the thing about R. Kelly. Like people have tried to get this man passes for years, yeah, and he just keep doing dumb stuff. So now you got to get him. But I don't think that if if Spotify gonna be that morally just. Do it for everybody across the board. Do you think they? I mean, do you, how long ago did this happen? For one, and two, do you think that they are in the process of because they have to be? We know what we're talking about in a sense, but you have to believe that they know that they got to combat all of that too. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I mean, like they can't just combat one part of the situation and forget about everybody else who's a nah, bad guy. I, I in agree music. with Brent, what, what Brenda was saying because like most of the people that we're talking about on, on his list that he just named is uh is long long term offenders like they are repeated offenders you right know what but what spotify did boys, was these young boys 
they just got onto the music scene and they being judged by stuff that happened before they got on. Okay, is, okay, and I'm gonna name some black people okay. since since since. I we, don't think so. Dr. Dre is on there too. Domestic abuse, fabulous domestic abuse. Miguel sexual misconduct, my misconduct. Nelly's on here, but my thing is they they're picking on people who they know they can pick with. But the thing is too, what it says is they didn't say they took them off of their platform. To curate it. They curate took them it. off the playlist. Right. So none of these people that you're naming are on the playlist. They are taking people off of the spotlight. They're not necessarily no. removing them from the Spotify music no, because that's still money that they're gonna make. No, I'm talking. I'm, talk- I'm talking about the same. These people are still on curated playlists. Like you're gonna take. The Red Hot Chili Peppers off a curated playlist. Yeah, that would go. It, the world would go crazy. That's what I'm saying. They're picking on people who they know, they know they can pick with. You go to take the Red Hot Chili Peppers off off a curated playlist. You know how much 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 blowback they would get from that. Also, but it's also a new policy too, though. This is something that they just put into play. Like yeah. that's a lot of music and lists that they have to go through. And if they're gonna, if this is a policy now, that means that they have to go back. Just like if they do an amended law or something like that, yeah. people can go back to court. But you know, they, they did say, say, I'm sorry, they did say that they were it, every every artist because the list that you just read off that was actually a response that XXX Tentacion has sent to. One of the New York publications, mm-hmm. I forget, or maybe the Washington Post. He actually sent that in response. And so Spotify then said that each artist would be a case-by-case basis. That's kind of BS. But, like, I mean, so they tried to give a response to it. But I think the main thing, the the, the artists that, that we're talking about, specifically XXX and Tay K, they, they're from this era. And the pressures... And, and the pressures from from outside, you know, social media and, and all of that is way heavier than, you know, the the pressures that people would have had for artists like who you say Gene Simmons and right. All so those if I people. if I get like maybe five thousand people to like start tweeting Spotify about Gene Simmons and David Bowie, you think they'd do something about it? Probably. Probably not. No, I, I, I you say gotta. Not. I, I say look at the way things are. You still thinking about the fact that all the people in power are old corporate white people who want to take over what black people do. They want to appropriate us. We are literally going into a new generation of the way things. That's why they're fighting so hard to keep all these Republicans in office yeah. and pass as many laws as they can before canceling us out. You feel me? Like the next leaders are people who are quote unquote woke. I know some people don't like that term, <laughs> yeah. but those are our next leaders. Those are the next people chanting them for real, for real are our next leaders. And chance is a type of a person who the Candace Owens, girl, all these people are future people who want to be in office of some sort. So mm-hmm. you got to really pay attention to how things are turning. We cannot be like our parents. That's like that. Um, xenophobia the fear of the unknown like everybody is so afraid that things are going to stay the same that you keep thinking in an oppressed manner that things will continuously be the same now i'm glad that they've taken their music off of curated playlists you know like you don't have to take their music off of platforms that's their way of living their money whatever but if they get locked up from what they've done that's a beautiful cause of something that should happen also but I think it, since it's a new policy and I'm big on people like following contracts and things, I'm pretty sure they're going to take the time and make things make sense for. Right. I, I I don't want it to be misconstrued that I'm like advocating for XX and R Kelly because I feel like R Kelly he need to be in jail right about now. Anytime somebody say, too many people say the same exact thing, mm-hmm. it got to be true. Man, like, I've been trying to cancel R. Kelly for years, bro. It's hard. It's hey, when step in the name of love, come on, bro. You got to step in the name of love. Right, your foot just instantly starts to tweaking. Hips get the moving. And then um, 
do you think this will force artists with questionable backgrounds to empower themselves and not rely on playlists to make them pop? And, you know, do, do you think this will, for one, change their mindsets? Like, maybe I should stop being such a head ass person. I mean, you have to change rap culture then. Like, yeah. No, music no, no, culture no, no. In general, though, because yeah. it's not just rappers. It's not just rap. That's what I'm saying. Like, literally, there are bad people. Who do music and who don't do music? Like, yeah. but the thing is, on a, when you're on a national platform or international platform, and you're still doing stupid stuff, that you, you got to hold accountability. You know, so do you think it'll make people be like, man, I don't ever want my music to be trashed or taken off of platforms or be in the highlight because of the bad stuff I did? You think it's still change the dynamic? I mean, this is this is what I've noticed so far in the last couple of years about like the new upcoming rappers and artists is like they'll have some juice, a little clout, or whatever. And whoever they are, signees are, whoever label they sign to, it's like they have to go through something traumatic or have us hate them for something before they get on. Like, think about it. Before six, before six nine, before he got this little rape case or whatever he was going through, people was like, "Oh yeah, woo, we like dude, we like dude." He, we, it came out that he had a case. People was like, "Oh no, leave him alone, leave him alone." Then this man shot up the charts, the charts, XX. Same thing. People left him alone for a while because he He's had a case. Yeah. That song "Sad" up. has been streamed so many times. Shot up, you know. Every time something like a case or something comes up with these artists, they get more successful. So I don't know if that's gonna stop them or what, because it's like you getting views. Your negativity brings views. I think, and that's the generation we live in now. I think. You're talking about these playlists like Spotify, so Apple like Music said, actually did the same thing. So. With the curated playlist, the, that's how that's how these artists get they you know get their songs to chart on the billboards, mm-hmm. which then those numbers get accumulated and and that's how they come up with they they first week sales and all of that. Mm-hmm. So once once you know you not be able to be on those playlists and it's starting to affect your pockets, I think it would be smart at least to second you know to to second guess some of the some of the questionable things that you're doing because at some point it's going to affect their pockets. But on the same on the same token. So all the things that all the negative things that these guys do get them the most attention. Like, they, if they was out here feeding the homeless, I doubt they would get the views and the likes. You know what I'm saying? So doing ignorant things that put you in the spotlight, getting caught doing dumb stuff, keeps you relevant. So are they gonna stop doing dumb stuff to be relevant? Like they gotta find a new way to be relevant. So I mean, it's it's a catch twenty two. You know. S S E was yeah. something like that. I mean, he's not really a rapper. He more or less is but, like a personality. But he commercials and he in tune with like P Diddy and stuff. Like he was on some type of platform. Oh, that's real. And I he's doing great. I mean, I seen. To, I feel like none of these people are really bad people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I feel like. Now, nah, I'm not speaking for R. Kelly because he <laughs> he didn't have years and years of just <laughs> trifling behavior. You yeah. feel me? But like. We are labeling 18 and 19 year old kids as monsters. You feel me? Facts. As pedophiles, as, you know. Well, at the end of the day, you need to. I'm, and the reason I'm going to say that is because if you don't tell them what they are when they're young, then they're going to keep doing that for the rest of their life. And that's real. These kids should not be out here doing drugs and promoting that stuff like they do in their music. We should not be turning up to it. That's why I don't. You understand? Like, do your thing over there, but do not catch me spinning that stuff. Do not catch me. 
and you know paying attention to it i'm gonna talk about y'all when y'all getting in trouble for something because that's what people need to talk about more in the context of making better artists for our generations like we cannot keep saying oh that's just the rap culture change it i mean yeah make it a more positive thing like it used to be i mean and like you like, said the, the the ties are changing you know like positivity is coming around now you know yeah. um and it's like you can see the industry fighting so hard to keep positivity out they keep promoting the same i wish somebody would assassinate dj academics really like because <laughs> like he is one of the biggest ones like but they promote all the stupidity all of the, the dumbest things that that goes on in this world. Well, look at academics, though. He's literally some nerd kid who got... And that's just being real. He was literally some kid who sat on his computer and Twitter bullied everybody until he got to a place where it, people think he's relevant. He's still not relevant. He's just a little kid who people make fun of who likes the music everybody else likes. He ain't doing nothing for the culture, if you honestly think about it. He's promoting the culture that we disdain. You know, like, I'm tired of, like... And it's the... I don't mean to get too deep for a second, but, like, our culture, since we've been little, we would go in the house. I don't think we had this conversation before. We would run home, watch 106 Park, TRL, all this. None of that music was constructive or taught us anything useful. All we all we would hear is guys on TV call us broke. I got this. I got that. You know, from a woman's ass point, my body is like this. My body, my hair is this. My hair is that. So all you've been told is i don't have this i don't have that and that you're gonna get your heart broke by somebody that's literally what black music was it's like sad <laughs> rhythm and blues uh, sad stuff and so if you hip-hop hardcore angry imagine music. imagine if we went home to music like Remy, same rap music but like with a more constructive message with a more like yeah, i'm flexing but i own like five or six houses you know what i'm saying and i got a 401k plan you know what i'm saying Flexing, but in a more educational way to where we... I mean, they got to start living that, because that's, that's the tradition of rap is to speak on what you live. You know what I'm saying? But, but so it's, 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 it's... People going to rap about but what they're they doing. The rap music is killing black culture, because we are so materialistic. We are the, the biggest consumers in this country, and we don't make the most money. Like, we make less than everybody, but we consume the most. So overall, just so we... It's ruining culture. We rap jump music back is ruining into culture. music and everything... Spotify doing that, you know, I guess we'll see how it turns out. But overall, I think it's a power. Anytime I see a movie, I don't care what the intention is behind it. As long as I see it happening, I want to watch it progress. Mm -hmm. I want to see what will come next. I'm not going to sit and tell somebody that what they're doing is wrong or judge it because we don't really know. At the end of the day, just like we don't know the lives of these artists, we don't know the lives of these people running the corporations nowadays Mm -hmm. or where they're trying to take corporations. You feel me? Like, yeah, yeah, you're going to have big labels who still do things like put Bad Bobby on the pedestal. You know what I'm saying? But overall, the the amount of conscious music that we are receiving is just as as vast as the the other music. You know what I'm saying? It's very, very big amounts of conscious music out here, yeah. and people are starting to pay more attention it's to that. It's up to us to consume the, the, the good food exactly. and, and not and, the fast and, food. Exactly, and that's why this, this, what, this platform, too, is even one where we try to consume the good. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to take time for people to recognize what we're doing because, oh, they boring. They always talking about positives. Oh, well, this is what you need in your life. If your mama ain't giving it to you, we gonna give it to you. Then with that being said, we're gonna jump into some music with Marie the DJ right here on Nitty's Not Great. Oh, Marie. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, oh, oh. They got whip, they got mic, wish they thirsty, can't strike me, call 
the size, more size. Feel lucky like a rod of dice. Feel fly like a bird. This shit seems casual. I'm sitting on my arse, way too often, but they dare to me like coffee. Don't need a grease. I'm gonna get it out. I'm a weak star, shot a Through the love crew, that my part of them, part of them. Oh, 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 oh. Ain't nobody real these days. Y'all ain't really got much to say. I'ma bring them back home like the way. That's how I Be some garbage, wasted time recording. They just fake important. And I hustle harder, and I hustle smarter. Bobby go to Florida, splash up in the water. Put somebody's daughter, that look 
slaughter that la slaughter that la slaughter and she try to run so I the heart I gotta run that play like I'm Coach Carter want the money like I'm Jersey Sean Carter pay me with your old man bumpin' Wayne old man bumpin' Wayne old man bumpin' Wayne if you don't know what time it is now you know if you don't know what time it is now you know calling all the sexy ladies to the show calling all the sexy Limit. Uh, popping up, 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 popping up,
and skin. Ooh, pop out the rave and skin. Smash no bitch and skin. Ooh, run that chair with no limit. Popping up, popping up, popping up, popping up, popping up. Got a new car, got a new boat, and I got a new deal. All the way to sign this skin. Popping out the rave and skin. Smash no bitch and skin. Run that chair with no limit. Popping up, Marie's here, messing all the music up. No, she's in a good way. <laughs> and she got a new hairdo, so when she make that Instagram post, make sure y'all go show some love for this blonde, because now I want to be blonde. That's crazy. It's usually only Beyonce who makes you want to go blonde. Now it's Marie and Beyonce, so you know, I guess I might have Beyonce to... Beyonce your inspiration? Nah. <laughs> Always mine. Always mine. Now you go blonde in the summer. That's a, that's or a I might go thing. like really rosy. Pink. Let's go, let's all go blonde. How about that? No, I might go like that real pretty, like no, nitty pink, like a sherbet <laughs> type right. of pink, strawberry I blonde. Pull it off, honestly. But you know, beyond colors of hair and things like that, you know, we are excited for summertime shy. But um, how excited are we for um, the new remix to "This Is America," the women's edit? <clears throat> uh Her name is. Uh, Nicole Arbor, and um, she is a woman who was pretty prominent um, as far as being a dancer for NFL teams, and she's also an internet personality for her little music, and also, I guess she tap dances too, she kind of showed us all of her talents in the music she video she, she can move. that's what it walk. takes to try to top Donald Glover nah for sure no, she, she really, <laughs> you pull all your tricks out the bed hey, but she was you know she was moonwalking you know she was she did the margarita you know she did a little bit of everything and she even had she tried to diversify with women of all types shapes yeah they were like uh, kind of like crippled women which was kind of shocking to see at the end of the video just that one crippled woman just there. Just there. It, was like, it just we, stressed me out. It like, wasn't need, that she's crippled. It was just like, what are you doing? No, nah, she was there because she was crippled. They were like, we need we need to represent women of Yeah, all she put a heavy set yeah. woman in her dance troupe. She had a black woman breastfeeding a baby at the beginning. So the thing is, the message was great. We get what you were trying to do. But you, to me, she took a moment from black culture from what was a very huge staple from him doing the Jim Crow references and everything and turned it into something for white women. Yes. And our guest of the hour is he all. Matt Muse is in the building. Now, nah, but in, in regards to uh, Nicole Arbus' version of This Is America, uh, that 
It was it was poorly done. It just looked like a bunch of stuff slapped together for some attention. Well, also that's what the Donald Glover video looked like. Just be real. It looked like a bunch of no, no, no. As far as the context of it, because what he what she was trying to do also was show chaos in the background. Like okay, she was literally showing chaos in the background. That's exactly what Donald Glover's or video or Childish Gambino's video was doing was showing chaos in the background. What she did was. It just looked like a joke because yeah, of her. It, it was like a trash remake. It was. It was, it a, was a great value brand. Yeah. You know how you go to a store and it's like the name <laughs> brand, and you get like the store brand. That's what that looked like. It definitely yeah, was it, great it, value. I mean, I don't know. Target got farmers. I'm not. Market, you know what? I'm not <laughs> knocking. What like, I, I, I get the message. I really do get the message. I just feel like when you've been given a masterpiece, the the duplicate is never as good as that. No. So I guess that's what we. Talking. It wasn't even a duplicate. Though. It wasn't a cover. It was a, a it was a parody, which was, is yeah, that's exactly yeah, like. and that I think that it got lost in translation. Just like people say, Kanye's message gets lost in translation. Hers super got lost in translation because we all understand that women go through certain things. Nobody has ever taken from the women's movement. You know what I'm saying? No. But they conti- white feminists continuously take from movements. Of race, yes. And you feel like, well, let's talk about it for white for women. Let's talk about it for women. But you don't see black women going and saying, "Oh, let me make a whole mockery of this and talk about me." No, because this is America represented black women. The black women was a representation within that. So most definitely. So I think that that whole thing, you know, make sure I'll probably I have to put the blog post up on nittiesknocker dot com because. <laughs> I was at home like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. I had to go to sleep. I literally went straight to sleep the right after Nazi I saw that. Honestly, G, if it was well put together, I wouldn't even been as mad. But I feel like she rushed it. Nah. No, I would have been just as upset because of the timing of yeah. something like that. You didn't even give us a chance to get into the That's why it was so bad because of the timing. Like, she just rushed to put something out because it was trending. It was hot, you know? I think it was also just so bad because it was rude. It was inconsiderate to what the actual video was about, what the movement was about. It was not about white women, white feminists, or feminists and all. And all it was about the struggle of African Americans in the music industry right. in America. That is exactly what it was. How they make mockeries of us yeah. for their consumption. So I don't think it's okay that she made a, a remake to that song. But you know, she should have made her own poem. She should have wrote a poem and started tap dancing. But you, but in you that. know, white women they 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 relate their struggle <laughs> to like the races the racist struggle. Like you know, that's what I'm saying. It's not. That's not comparable. Not <laughs> at all. And she's Canadian not. too. Like she just it's right. Just, you oh, got man. free health care, girl. Get out. Go back. <laughs> Be thankful. <laughs> right. Sit down. Have a seat. Have several seats, ma'am. But beyond that, the royal wedding is happening. Prince Harry got him a, a mixed black, you know, black girl, aka Obama, you know, <laughs> just to be a mixed one, you know. And her father is a Caucasian man who is tired of the propaganda and paparazzi in his face, and he has pulled out of the wedding. Not mad at that. I don't know. I I wouldn't. Yeah, come come to the crib. We'll have a bottle for you to. <laughs> And I don't think he opted out because he doesn't love his daughter. I think it's literally just the screw the way the world scrutinizes love. Yeah. Like he can marry whoever. They mad because he he marrying an American. Okay. And a black woman. I'm pretty sure that has something to do with it. Yeah, she's um basically it's like trying to understand like how does this change the perception of what a royal family is, you know. 
because royal families, be, you know, if you look at what an Aryan is, also like the Aryan race, even when the Holocaust and stuff, it was to ex- to get rid of anybody who did not have that ideal look for a perfect family. Yeah. So now that you have interracial couples being royal families, that means that a black kid could end up being a prince, yeah, yeah. or a queen. Yeah. Hey, I'm all for it. <laughs> Me too. I think it's lit. I'm yeah. go crazy, nah, sis. Sure, like, yeah. hey. I wonder what's like the actual people of England and then the UK. Like, how how do they feel about it? I, well, I know there's there's black, uh, you know, British people. Can in y'all the world. see a white man at the head of Wakanda? <laughs> nah, we're yeah. not gonna go that far. Um, <laughs> Damn, that's, that's a good question because if the world keeps meshing the way we are, as far as interracial couples, I think it's a beautiful thing I too. Yeah. Like uh, there shouldn't yeah. be a certain thing as sticking to one. Like God gave us all the same. Can I, can I say something on this, on this topic real quick? Like I feel like we date within our race for comfortability. You know, if somebody grew up like you, you can relate to them easier. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's you're comfortable. You know, somebody that's from a different race than you, they got different culture, they got different background. And I actually find learning something learning a different culture and learning a different background enjoyable. I don't know. Like I think I don't know. My thing is <laughs> Matt over here like, nah, bro. Interracial <laughs> Can I talk? I didn't know about Yeah, bro. How yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah he like he, he been shaking <laughs> I didn't his know. head. I was like Matt been shaking his head like I got so much to say. <laughs> okay. How do you feel tweeting, about the, cut it out. the royal situation uh what do you mean which part of it any um, part what i saw your head moving since yeah, the, yeah. the start so i think that it's a very interesting decision on yes. her part um but also i think that if you if you look at it from a love perspective it's also very valiant of her to kind of endure what she's about to take because it's only going to get worse you know what yeah. i'm saying very like true. it started when people found out it was a lot of drama when people found out um, this I didn't even know about what you just said about her her pops not gonna go is it her dad not going? It's her yeah. father, yeah. And he it, doesn't want to He's do white. It. Is it oh he's white. Mm-hmm. He's white. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just think that it's I, that yeah, it's a lot going on. I think that I think interracial dating is a is a hot topic all the time, but I think that at the end of the day, love should be the exactly. most important thing. It's not there's nothing harmful that we know of about them dating one another. So it's like really kind of like get over it to the racist white people who have a problem with it. And to any black people who like, Oh, she tweaking is like really Mm -hmm. like the tweak, the tweak would be kind of enduring that pain. That's the only thing I'd be like, are you really ready to like go through having to deal with that? She's like really a trailblazer and like turning the, turning the page on how society is looked at. Like even it was like a national geographic post some years ago that showed what an American or what a, a, human would look like based on the mixing of cultures and there was no race it was a girl with green eyes with freckles with a medium tan complexion with curly straight like hair and mm-hmm. a nose that was a little fuller and lips that were a little full but still small like literally it was like that's a be- to me that was beautiful i was like it's beautiful to see how we can enhance our generations in the future there should not be a stigma on race there should that shouldn't be a question on uh, a job application or a school application what's your race so that we can know how many of you are failing or doing good you know that's literally okay, right. the point of it I, I i think it was something you said what's your name uh alex alex uh <laughs> when you said what you want a, a white person to be the king of wakanda i think that that's <laughs> like I, I i i feel both sides like where yeah, it's I mean, like <laughs> just yeah. looking at it as as the the public if you got somebody in uh office 
that don't represent the same views and values that you represent, it makes it hard for you to really. Yeah, but okay, that's I'm what. Gonna, that's I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play devil's advocate real quick because I've been in rooms with nothing but black people, and majority of them I share no same mm-hmm. values or no. I didn't relate to what that, they were talking about. That's that's so, a different conversation. No, that's the, no, same, it's the conversation. same conversation. No, it's How is black, it different? With the, with the black culture, bro, we have been stripped from everything. Like yeah. we don't really have too much to hold on to as okay. far as morals and values. Okay, I, I, we, just, we always talk about we've been stripped, bro. I've been here on this earth for twenty six years. I've been stripped of nothing. Maybe it's kind of a little racism, but like it happened before you was even born. This is what bro. I'm saying, though. This is what I'm saying. But born into, you gotta black, change the black narrative. Man, as a black, I'm saying, but you, we was born into Christianity in most cases. See, you took it to a if, different topic, saying, bro. I, that, that's every. That's everything. It has to do with everything, bro. If you run in a, a country. Yo, yo, uh, religious values is gonna play part. So in we got the same religious values because we because we both black. That's no, what you're I'm saying? just saying. In most cases, you born into Christianity, right? Right. We don't believe that that's the the true religion for us. That, that's not what we were when mm-hmm. we was mm-hmm. first here, right? That's true. But when you go to England, all them been under the same thing most mostly. They got the same mm-hmm. values, the same. So like, you're saying it in the perspective of someone. By meshing that, there's somebody coming from a totally different background. Yeah, but that makes sense. Yeah, I I get that. But as far as far as their child or the people growing up under them, I think that that can they could possibly run England or. I'm. This is me playing devil's advocate. What if the mom, right? She uh, uh, whatever. She a Muslim, right? And she teaches the son Muslim values, and then the son end up one day becoming king. That mean all. He gonna rule England with with Muslim values. No, value? that wouldn't happen. That wouldn't happen though. That's the thing. Like you wouldn't How can even you say that? Yeah. because it's still a, a rule of law. Just like we have to vote for somebody based on their views. It's the same thing. They okay. wouldn't just ultimately pick you because you. We're born into it. They're gonna be like, no, we need to have you know an how actual far election. That child would be in the line of other, succession, though, like a very thing, far. Yeah, that's the other true. Other thing that's very important to think about, even with that in mind, is that the king, the royal family of England, doesn't do anything. Like they don't have any say in anything okay. political. Yeah. Prime so minister, it's the, like oh, it's <laughs> like really it, that shouldn't yeah. even matter. It's a title. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah. They don't want a it's, woman it's, it's of legacy, color to though. have a title. And I think the the weird thing about legacy is that it's so hard to, as a black person, at least for me, it's so hard to appreciate white legacy because white legacy has always dominated and thrown out black legacy yeah. building. Yeah. So it's just like I don't care about white pride. Yeah. Because white pride doesn't care, has never cared about my white black pride. White pride is every day. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, <laughs> to see it, this family, it would be easier if they were a black a black lineage to be like, oh, go crazy. Okay, white girl, whatever. Should be all right. The yeah. blackness is going to overtake <laughs> no matter what. But when a white person says that, it automatically hurts. Yeah. Because we've been dealing with white trying to kind of like either take away from or literally strip us of any type of kind of appreciation of ourselves. So I, I, mm. I get it, but it's like, at the end of the day, it don't really matter, number one, because they don't have no political say, and number two, because it's like it's 2018. Yeah, <laughs> and if somebody was to become, like, king of Wakanda, like, yeah. I would hope that they did it based on views and not yeah. just based on the... Yo. Like, if you grew up, like, generations down, because I feel like things are really meshing to where people will not just look all brown anymore, all white, all whatever, all yellow, whatever. You know, people will be a mesh of things... I feel like if you're from that place, you're from Wakanda, if you happen to... Because they say Wakanda is all black. Yeah. That when you start infiltrating, with, uh, like when the white man that was there, what if he slept with one of the, the women in there and then you got a Wakandan and American baby? Yeah. That's, that's then the, what? You treat the baby you know, bad because you know they the half white, of, half we, Wakandan? You know the tough <laughs> part about also, that is that when, when black people mate with other 
people they end up coming out black. Do y'all not? Do y'all y'all proving every point I'm trying to make? Like <laughs> racism is nothing but a mask to hide deeper issues. Yep. You feel me? And being black, if we honestly okay, think about it. White people can't can't take the sun. You feel me? You put that white person with a black person and have a baby. That baby can now sit in the sun. You feel me? Mexicans aren't that don't have the physical prowess that we have. You right. put a black person with a Mexican, <laughs> that little Mexican baby didn't teed up. He got ass when he came out. You feel me? Right, like Puerto Rican. Exactly. Puerto Rican, <laughs> but he, you make each race stronger. You feel me? No, when you We sure. not giving England the credit of being the mixing pot that it is, too. Like There's oh, a true. whole bunch of it's different a, people in England there, at like, this point. They experience like, racism. All, like, so what's the white issue with the But we, we got to yeah. take a chill pill. <laughs> this is great. I love it. But, you know, we got to have fun overall. You know, At the end of the day, go crazy, sis. You a royal princess. Go crazy. Your baby going to be royal do it for the hood. Okay? Now we're going to go back to some music with Marie right here on Nitty's Knocker. Damn, Marie. I'm a type of mother, mother, walk in a room. No, I got to stand out. I'm a type of mother, mother, walk in sex. No, I put a grand out. Mother, mother, that you disrespect, hit you in your mouth. I'm a type of mother, mother, for some neck, put my dick in a dirt mouth. You the type of type of tall stick, come around now, you a fan now. You the type of type of post guns, I'm on Instagram, get fanned down. You the type of type of, I'm on post a picture with, I can't even stand around. No flex, you a clown. Nowadays, I'm the man now. Turn to a feet in the night. Yeah, 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 yeah. Iridium, they tight. Okay. 
cashing checks, hey, for partying what they do best, hey, always with the same set of baddies, one giving up sex, the other might give you neck, if you come correct, but it's all fun to them, they just came for the good times, this one for them girls that live their life, yeah, party girls, where my party girls, hey, party girls, where my party girls, where my party girls that do all type of shit The ones that wanna have fun Whole click hella thick Taking body shots She don't got no shots She hit the gym They ain't me when it the shoot They shot they bound to hit the rim My shot go in Where my ladies that ain't scared to show they twins They just wanna have a good time And party with they friends Party girls Where my party girls that do all type of shit The ones that wanna Drum roll, dun 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 Matt Muse. Hey. Give me, starting right now, 60 seconds about who you are. Go. Hello, my name is Matt Muse. I am from the south side of Chicago, Illinois. I am a rapper. I am a producer. Uh, I am a songwriter. I am a teaching artist, uh, which means that I hop around schools, CPS schools, and teach kids how to rap uh, and write poetry. Um, I've been making music. For a good minute now, uh, been working. I'm working on a project set to drop um, in June. It's called Nappy Talk. Uh, I'm performing at the Taste of Chicago. Has it been 60 seconds? Hey. Nope, not yet. Um, yeah, so keep talking about myself. Uh, <laughs> I, I love making music. I'm a pretty. I think I'm a pretty decent rapper. I know I'm a pretty <laughs> decent rapper. Um, What's your favorite color? Red. You like unicorns? Of course I do. Better. Yeah. What's your favorite book? My favorite book, mm, ooh, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Favorite snack? 
Brownies. <laughs> what kind of brownies? <laughs> <laughs> I like them special ones. Special brownies is what you is that what that is? is that, no, 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 way. no special brownies. Okay, uh, but yes, that's hilarious. <laughs> but yes, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm excited that it finally happened. The way that me I too. met Matt Muse, I Let was hosting a holiday event holiday. for. I was hosting a holiday event for Jeremy Cohen on the Grind Management. It was his charity, Christmas charity mm-hmm. event. And I went in there looking like a, a gift to the world, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Legit. With a the, meal. All of that. It's an entree. entree. <laughs> Thank you for that little hype right there. But he performed, and it was literally one of the best performances of night. Everybody there had amazing performances. Don't get me wrong, but it was something I was just like talking to him in the back. Then he got on stage and I didn't expect to hear what I heard. And I think that that was a really awesome thing. And Alex also co-signed on how dope Matt Muse is, you know, like between me listening to everybody and missing everybody. And yeah, I was definitely thinking like I was at that showcase. That's why you look so familiar. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah and it was a really good um, event, you know. Um, what has happened since December mm. to now? What has happened since December? Well, let's just go month by month. January, uh, nothing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's real. February. I mean, I've been working on this project that I just mentioned, but uh, I performed at South by Southwest. Um, went down to Austin for the first time. That was my first time down there. Had two shows down there. It was really, really nice. Um, I was only able to stay for like a day and a half because I worked for Young Chicago Authors and Louder Than a Bomb was taking place at the same time. So I had to fly back to the Shout crib. You know what I'm saying? Had to fly back to the crib and uh, I was hosting some of the events for that. Then I went to L.A., did a show out in L.A. like about a week after that. That was cool. Um, then I've been like laying low and just working on this project ever since. And this projects. Yo, you, you did a show out in L.A. You were performing out in Austin. Like, yeah. Uh, where does the majority of your fan base come from, if you know? Um, it definitely comes from here. Okay. Uh, but when I went, I went on tour last year. I had a, my first tour was last year, and I, I grew a nice amount of listeners on the East Coast and heavily in Toronto. Okay. Um, so wow. I would say second most to Chicago would be Toronto. Oh, that's um, nice. That's yeah, nice. like I, Toronto is yeah super 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 love. <laughs> I'm actually gonna be trying to have a a release event in Toronto as well as here. Um, now, a release so, event. Yeah. There's this thing called Nappy Talk. Yes, it is. And I like the word nappy talk because everybody got nappy hair at some point. But Mm -hmm. we, we as black people got nappy hair. You feel me? So I want to just know what nappy talk like actually is. Like what's the concept Mm -hmm. of this? For sure. Easy money. Uh, Nappy talk (laughs) is, it's basically a album that is inspired it's a group of songs inspired by my decision to no longer cut my hair the top of my hair i made that decision in february of 2015 um and the confidence self-love and just kind of belief in myself that came along with making that decision and then that also correlated directly with me really pursuing my music heart Mm -hmm. um so it's basically a project that is inspired by it's not a concept album per se the songs are just inspired by this time since then since i started growing my hair um they exude confidence it's a really upbeat project um and it's just i want to talk about me and me being black how much i love myself and love my people um and yeah just give people energy for the summertime so that's what's up yeah yeah 
Yeah, I made that vow a long time ago, too. Mm-hmm. About 2014, 2015. Very important. Never cut the top of my head. Yep. Well, I went natural same, when same I was thing. in college, but my thing was constantly cutting it because I liked short hairstyles. Mm-hmm. But since for the past, I would say since like maybe 2015 or so, that's when I really just let it grow. And then I cut it once more for a healthy look. In November of 2016, and now my hair is back to my shoulders. Y'all make me feel <laughs> bad because I, I wear wigs. No, <laughs> <laughs> nah, my, my hair would have been long, long, like longer than both of y'all by this time. <laughs> but when it I comes to when it comes so. to your <laughs> when it comes to your vision for this music thing, you know, everybody has different visions for what they want to do with their music. Mm-hmm. Is yours more personal or is it more for, um, you said you work for YCA, so mm-hmm. in a sense I feel like I know what you're going to say, but mm-hmm. is it more personal or is this more of like a driven force to change the dynamic of the way we are presented to mm-hmm. the world? Um, In general, it's a combination of both. Uh, for me, as Matt Muse, like I... I, I want I want making music to be my career first and foremost. Like that's the reason, the number one reason why I'm making music. But reason one B is that it is the best opportunity for my voice to be heard and the best medium I've found for me to get my point across. Uh and so I love making music in that sense. Um I think that I've the older I've gotten, the more I've started to stray and it's probably opposite for most people, but stray away from this idea that like music is just for me. Like no, like, it's people who are going to be checking it out. And you have to consider those people. Mm-hmm. Specifically with right. this project, a lot of the, the ideas and the way the song sounds, because I executive produced the project too, like the way the beats sound was inspired by me going into these schools that I've been teaching at for the last two years and realizing that where I was at hip-hop-wise was out of touch with the youth, okay. that the high schoolers, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I had to be a man and admit that, not be arrogant and be like, oh, well, my day, the <laughs> early 2000s was the best time. No, yeah. hip-hop is ever-evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is this project is, like, for them, you know, to hear it, be confident going through high school, because high school was a tough time for me. So, you know, obviously it's for me, but then also when they hear it, I'm specifically trying to reach out to young black black folks. So we, before you got here, we had a, we were just discussing, like, rap culture and, mm-hmm. you know, the damage it that it has on um, generations to come. So do you feel like you have a little bit of responsibility to kind of change or influence other artists to change the rap culture, kind of, sort of? <laughs> yeah. Um, responsibility? Not really, because I wouldn't say responsibility specifically, because don't nobody care. It seems like <laughs> a, a lot of people don't care. Uh, it's what I naturally, like, yeah. do. So I wouldn't say I'm like, yo, when I wake up and I go to the studio, I'm like, I have to make sure I don't sound like what the radio sounds like. It's more so like, no, Matt Muse has a mission, and I'm completing Matt Muse's mission no matter what's going on okay. in the, like the outside world. Yo, do you, uh, do you got to have a degree to, to teach kids how to rap? Uh, not where I work, no. <laughs> do, you, do you have a degree? I do have a degree. Okay. Yeah, but it... I'm a, I'm a, I have a corporate communications degree. It has okay. nothing to do with, with... But, I mean, obviously, communications is a skill, nah, but sure. it's not a necessity. There are six teaching artists at Young Chicago Authors. Four of them don't have degrees. Gotcha. So, yeah. Nah, that's, that's, and they do a fantastic job. That's lit yeah. for people to to know because uh, a lot of people like try to shame mm-hmm. people who rap and like mm-hmm. you can't make a living for yourself for one and then mm-hmm. you can't get back to the community. The, but that's the, absolute the culture is changing, thing. though. Like, we're yeah. moving from like this traditional... 
when you graduate from college, you gotta get a job. You gotta like yeah. we are thinking for ourselves and yep. we're moving in a different direction. Like it's okay to be a creative. It's okay yeah. not to go to college. It's okay to learn everything you know from YouTube and sure. be successful. Yep. It's okay for that now. You know, that's even gener- even through Groupon, bro. Groupon <laughs> got them web series that you can buy. You can learn anything out here. Yeah, five dollars. <laughs> okay, well, I think that was a very interesting artist talk. It's just sometimes when it's just the chick in the room, you gotta just let the men talk. <laughs> nah, <laughs> man, don't we, ever say it again in your we, life. Right? We fight. No, 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 no. I'm not feminism. saying. I'm just saying. Sometimes you just you just do, and you gotta just listen, and take it in. Oh, okay, and I thought you was acting like you was less than or something. Well, like I'm Nicole Arbor. Right. This Dang. is America. <laughs> Let's say North America. Girl, bye. Did she say that? She did. No, she did say she that. She did. So now it's time for the unicorn gospel, Uh-oh. which is uh. A very powerful moment on the show. And uh, for those of you who don't know, the Unicorn Gospel is just a moment where I take either a scripture or a uh, tarot cards and we um, talk about things. So here's the Unicorn Gospel. <laughs> Y'all don't even know what that means to me, guys. Oh, Jesus, that's so beautiful. Whew. Thank you, Marie, for grabbing that. Now we now we good to go. So this week I'm not using tarot cards. I am using an actual verse from the Bible. I've been using a verse from the Bible for a little bit because, you know, interpretation of the Bible is up to man. And I appreciate that part of it because it's literally just a book of guidance. It's not a book of rules, you know. And the verse that we will be looking to is First John 4, verse 4, chapter 8. I mean, chapter 4, verse 18. And it says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear has no torment, he that feareth is not made perfect in love. So today we're talking about, our main topic today is talking about accepting love and loving unconditionally. Um, And I think a part of that is learning what it means to actually love. And there are tons of people in this world who are afraid to do that. There are tons of people who are afraid to show love um, in, a, in a very um, breaking down the walls type of way. You know, people think that they show love, tough love, and all these different terminologies instead of just actually doing the act of loving unconditionally. And um, it says there's no fear in love, which is fact. You cannot be afraid to truly love, to have true love. Unconditional love is true love. And... Um, perfect love casts out fear. Now, they say there's no thing in the world that's perfect, right? I don't believe that. I think that people are capable of loving perfectly because that it's a, a behavior. You know, if you, you learn it, you can do it well. And I think everybody's capable of being a great lover, whether it's with friendships, relationships, your parents, you know, you are capable of of exuding all of these things that they say we are not capable of doing because there's a guideline on how to do it, right? And then it goes to say that fear has no torment. He that fears is not made perfect in love. That is true because if you are attempting to love and you feel like it's that hard for you to do where it just makes your head hurt and you feel like you're going to be a different person and you make all these excuses, you're tormenting yourself with reasons of why you shouldn't give love to somebody. That's not cool for you because it leaves you confused. It leaves you misunderstood with what it really means to love somebody because for whatever things you went through, which we'll talk about later in the show, 
it's causing you to to not be a person who can toss the love that you are supposed to give. So those are people who have the fear of love are not capable of giving unconditional love. And I think that's something that everybody should learn to do is to just be a little bit more capable of loving thy neighbor, you know, all that cool stuff that they say in the Bible. You know, love your unicorns, love your your Loch Ness monsters unconditionally. <laughs> you know, let's real talk. Do you love these evil creatures and beings just as much as you love the others around you that make you happy because without love, how are people going to heal ever? And that's this week's unicorn gospel. Now we're going to go into uh, uh, Be Nasty. Ever, 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 <laughs> ever call me that. Ever in your life. It's too late. Have- <laughs> Just don't do it again. How about that? Just don't do it again. Um, You ready for me? Y'all ready? Y'all ready? No, so um, this weekend I had a really, like, encouraging um, experience. We were at, what, we were at Dead Boat, Nitty? Yes. And, um... You know, uh, a lot of the time, like, we always surrounded by, like, what you should be doing, what you could be doing. And I don't really think the older generation understands, you know, what the younger generation is trying to do. So I'm I'm taking my time out to just let people know, like, live your best life. I know that's, like, cliche, like, cliche on, like, social media and stuff like that. But, like, you really got to get out here. You got to live your best life. Like, stop being afraid to, to fail, you know. Um... For me, having to leave a job, a good job, to to really focus on this and other things I really have a passion for, it was scary, you know, because you never know, like, damn, like, why am I, I going to get my rent money? Why am I going to get my food money? I'm going to pay my bills and stuff like that because you're just afraid of what everybody's telling you. So if you're a creative and you you kind of scared to, to change how you live and change how you're moving, F that and just move, you know, like this summer 2018, there's so many opportunities that are at our feet, you know, if you're doing music, so many outlets in Chicago, you're doing film, so many outlets, you're doing radio, we got the outlet, you know, but I feel like a lot of times people our age, we, we fear failure, you know, and I feel like a lot of the time if it wasn't for me like bumping my head or falling down or just having the lack of, and I would have never learned how to do certain things, you know. Um, Matt, have you ever had a moment where you were afraid to leave something to try something new? Yeah, absolutely. Um, when I was in college, I wanted to drop out of college so bad. Uh, I was on Sway in the Morning, uh, August of 2015. Uh, and it was right before school started back, and I was like, yo. I'm on. I'm, Sway. I'm like, I'm on Sway. Like, Sway. <laughs> and like, it was so cool because it was kind of like what you said. He saw me perform live and then was like, I want to play your stuff on the station. And my mom has, this is my senior year, my first senior year. Uh, my mom, my mom has spent so much money like on me being in school that like as bad as I want to drop out, I was like, yo, I have to stay. But to this day, I won't say I regret it because I don't really live in regrets. But that, that was a pivotal moment. And I always wonder, like, had I just went with it and kind of just, like, let it be free, like you were just saying, like, take that risk, you know what I'm saying? I was always scared to take risks when I was in college. And now now that I'm done and I'm kind of in the mindset that I'm in, I'm not scared anymore. But that was definitely a time where I think I, I should have made that tough decision, you know what I'm saying? Because the, the stars were lining up, you know. But 
So it works out. If the stars were lining up, do you think that necessarily means to jump? Even you know, because like you say, you're you know, you have your mom and everybody who was like mm-hmm. on you to keep moving forward, but you saw stars aligning. Mm-hmm. Does that does that automatically mean you should no. jump just because you see things? Mm-mm. Because so many so many more positive things have happened since then. Like you just can't live in the past. So it's just like, yeah, I could have jumped, but then I would have jumped and my mom would have been like, yo, like this is stacks. Like we're talking about stacks that she spent for me to be in school. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you could have just paid her that back. You know, so uh, not yet. Get on. When, I, when I get there eventually, <laughs> like, I still, no I still owe her. So yeah, no, no we're going to get no there. <laughs> right. But uh, also the things I learned my, my senior year in college, like, I, I don't know. I would definitely wouldn't be the artist that I am had I not stayed in college another year. Um, there was something about – I went to NIU, so there was something about DeKalb that was just like – because it was so isolated, it was a really good time for me to, like, build my art. You don't have to always jump because what, I, what I'm learning, especially about the arts industry, it's so it, – it may be hard to stay relevant, but once you hit a certain point, you can always bounce back, you know? Yeah. Um, like Ashanti, for example, Ashanti ain't made a hit since 2002. <laughs> if Ashanti, when Ashanti goes on tours, they sell out, you know what I'm saying? Because she did something so that, that moment was beautiful. You know what I'm saying? And if she decides to do something again, people going to latch on to it. So the way I look at it for me is two years later, three years later, I've gone on tour. You know, I finally did South by I've, I've achieved things that I never, ever, you know, would have thought I did, uh, or thought I would have done. And who knows what would have happened had I left. With staying the course, with not jumping in that moment, I'm, I still found positivity and love, you know. Now, now don't get me wrong. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I don't want people jump, dropping out of school. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, my man says, he finished. Now, if you went to school and you didn't spend them bands, you in your second, third year, stay in school, bro. Just finish out, get that degree. I'm not knocking that at all. By my, all means, get your degree. But, you know. I'm not... Yeah, um. You can finish your statement. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Now, that was dope, though, bro. Like, I definitely, like, rock with the fact that you finished school and you Mm -hmm. looked within yourself and was like, you know what? It's like the uh, anticipation was still in your head as well. So it's like using both sides of your brain. Mm -hmm. You know, they say it's not possible. Well, they think that we, they say we only use 10% of -hmm. our brain, but we have a creative side and then we have a more logical side. And you literally seem to have mastered using both because Mm -hmm. you saw the stars aligning, but you didn't even, you didn't stop aligning them you know facts you that's just, a great way to work that you yeah. continue that to <laughs> school you continue to do the thing that america does which is get your degree mm-hmm. have your backup plan but also i'm gonna be a creative at the same time mm-hmm. and i'm gonna continue to push just as Make hard work. as a creative as i am uh a, a person with a degree you know yeah so yeah, it's what, definitely uh possible nice. to have multiple passions you know yeah. yeah, it's just it's hard to master multiple passions though, especially when they're so different. Business and art goes together, but it's literally two. You have put so much energy into both, yeah. you know. So it's very commendable that you are on your senior year. Oh. Congratulations! Thank, thank and you, you did it. You did it. So with that mm-hmm. being said, let's turn up with Marie right here on Nitty Snucker. Oh, Marie. <laughs> Cardio is louder That's when you realize That you know you done found her Then you give me a 
it for hours. Tell me you love my flowers. Give me head for hours. Tell me you love my flowers. If you give me head for hours, tell me you love my flowers. If you give me head for hours, tell me you love my flowers. Give me head for hours. Tell me you love my flowers.
flight. Say, get the fuck up out the way. Whipping and gripping and switching these lanes. No, I gotta go, no time to play. Hop in the whip, ready to dip. Shotty gon' slide, we can go parlay. Yeah, we gon' trip. Shotty don't trip. Whole lot of drama can't make me change. Whole lot of drama can't make me change. Say, get the fuck up out the way. Whipping and gripping and switching these lanes. No, I gotta go, no time to play. Hop in the whip, ready to dip. Shotty gon' slide, we can go parlay. Yeah, we gon' trip. Shotty don't trip. Whole lot of drama can't make me change. Whole lot of drama can't make me change. Can't make me change Telling all this thing Gon' crawl till angels call But I won't pick up I'm on do not disturb Ain't ready to die So I give him the skirt Then I just swerve Yes, the broke can't go in reverse No moving back Or you'll be on that curve Nah, I ain't playing Engine reserve Whipping My homie was whipping Hey, you just listen I say that we whipping When my room is missing And we on a mission To hit up the city And give him that stick And give him that real And tell me y'all here They say it ain't pretty Well, they can't feel It ain't no feeling this Or killing this They say we feeling this And then I say we vigilant, we're infamous because of this, this, we're infamous, so when you see us, so we need to lock it like this, lock it like Get your weight up, you wanna date her 
You can activate her if you elevate her But if you don't stimulate her, see you later All she wanna whip is Benzes, not no Hondas Keep it fresh as Kim and Kanye, hot as Pompeii Stay ignoring all them questions, keep it Convey All they wanna know about me and you cause we the Bombay Avoiding all that bullshit that drama, 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 that I yes. like Lakeshore Drive. I love Lakeshore Drive. I that freestyled means. on Lakeshore Drive to some beats before. You should. <laughs> I live right off Lakeshore Drive. Go yeah. oh, crazy. Can I we used find to. Any of your music on like the all the social media platforms or uh, um, streaming platforms? Yeah, so uh it's, it's I got three songs on everything. Everything's on SoundCloud, but everything else. Uh Getting to It is the first single off Nappy Talk that I dropped. That's streaming everywhere. So if you type that's the newest song, that's what you should go listen to. Mm-hmm. Matt Muse getting to it. I got on the yellow and black jacket. <laughs> Okay. Cool little picture. So, <laughs> now it's the best part of the show when we go into the weekly conversation piece. And this is something that, you know, especially our guests, this is, I feel it's important that guests really engage in these topics because these are the things that we all go through, in my opinion, you know. I'm excited. On a daily basis. So. Am I the guest? No. Oh, okay, cool. I'm excited. No, you're not the guest. <laughs> you're the other person. That's not the guess, but so today we're talking about giving love and accepting love, and we're gonna start off just saying, how do you give love? You know, how how do how do you give love, Matt? What how do you consider yourself a love a lover? I believe in. Do you mean like what type of love are you talking, or just love in general? Just love. Okay, so I believe in like love languages heavily, uh, and I believe that my love language is uh, affirmations. Um, affirming people like because when I compliment people it's it's very genuine I don't just say oh that's dope just to say it like it comes from a very powerful and deep place so I think I would start off by saying generally like I give love with my voice and with my words and the genuity that comes in those words that I let come out of my mouth okay um and I think that that's a good way to display it with affirmations and things and say that love is something that should be unconditional mm-hmm. and unconditional love equals true love um meaning that you care about the happiness of another person without any thought for what we may receive ourselves mm-hmm. so by you saying affirmations right mm-hmm. that's the whole thing of really passionately meaning you know what like i really think mm-hmm. you look beautiful today mm-hmm. And not having any intent behind it, you know? And I think that's a a good way to practice giving is learning that, like I said, it's a behavior and not a feeling. Mm -hmm. Because if it's a feeling, that means that you are looking for something in return return. after you've given the love. After Mm -hmm. you've given a gift or, you know, said a nice thing, you're you're wanting a feeling of satisfaction from that. Mm -hmm. You know, you want gratification from you being a loving person. That's not actual love. Which is why they really do tell you to love your enemies, you know, because the more genuine it is of you understanding, it's not that whatever their issue is with you, it's not your issue with them, mm-hmm. you know, and continuing to to love people. And it's also forgiveness. Unconditional love is full of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you can't 
At least I think so. You know, I, I don't think you can. Sometimes I feel like you love people without even knowing you love them. Mm. Um, it's been times where, like, somebody asked me for something, and it's like I know I'm not getting anything in return. And, like, it's been several occasions where they asked me for something, and it's just I know they're not going to give me anything back, but it's like I continually do, the, do it for them because I want to see them do well or mm-hmm. make it. So, like, I may love them unconditionally. I don't feel like you have to tell somebody you love them to do loving things for them, you know. Um, Facts. And I think it's also about not being a people pleaser because people pleasers are doing it to say, you know, to make others like, I mean, to not be hated. almost. Yeah. You know, you're people pleasing. It means that if you're always continuously trying to make others feel good, you're not doing enough to make yourself feel good. You're taking too much time out of your day to say what will make what will make somebody else happy about your personal life not about a service you're getting we're not talking about people who give services and you have to know the needs and wants of your consumers right we're talking about day-to-day living where we constantly try to please people who honestly should not get that much energy from you you know and i think that's the biggest part of of all of it you know i feel like has everybody in here been a people pleaser or is a people pleaser and you know, I know we for all sure I trapped and I feel like in in yeah. moments, you know, trying to trying to please someone or a few people, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh I mean, that's just the type of person I am. I like to show love. Uh and it's it's less about you know how you receive me and more about how I receive myself. But uh it's just, you know, I don't necessarily consider myself a people pleaser. Mhm. But I have been caught up in moments like, um, like Keith said. I w- when I was in high school, it was definitely a, a weird phase where I was like obsessed with like making sure people liked me, mm-hmm. um, and not on like no weird stuff where I was like not being myself. But like, it was more so like when when a person didn't like me, it was like, dang, mm-hmm. this is the end of the world, and like yeah. like why not? And I didn't I didn't understand like that's just how the world spins, you know what I'm saying? Everybody not gonna like you. So I think that in, in high school I had my people pleaser phase, and then going to college was like, yo, bro, it's okay to be different. It's okay to not be like. It's mm-hmm. okay to be a regular. It took me freaking a while person. to realize like when, I, when people say they don't like me, I'd be surprised like what what did I what did <laughs> I do I like what did I do to you? I don't even talk to you. Why y'all like me? You know, but like. No one is perfect. No one's going to like everything that you do. Mm-hmm. You know, you could be the nice. I've seen it. The nicest people get stumped on, you know. It, but that doesn't mean you stop being, yeah. being nice, you know, because if you think about it, the way that your your blessings come in or your your gifts from, from God, from the universe, from Buddha, whoever, you know, your gifts that come to you, you don't even, we don't pay attention to them because of the consumption of trying to understand why people aren't don't like us. working with us or doing this or that <clears throat> instead of taking a second every day like if you have a second to write down a way that you gave love just reread read that over and just continue practicing it like i said it's behavior you know so the next part of that is accepting love um and what question of accepting love is why don't people accept it in the first place right why don't mm-hmm. they let love in and it can be from trauma as a kid, going through certain things, not having your parents involved the way you want, being um, the youngest out of a lot of older siblings. It can be um, 
uh, pairing trust with the expectation of being controlled. I, I, th- I think like I'm sorry. Will you? No, no, you're good. Go ahead. I think I think there is a, <clears throat> it's a very loose realm. But there's a realm of, like, the right way to love and a realm of the wrong way to love. Mm-hmm. And there are so many different ways to move within those realms, so it's not like a strict code. Yeah. But there's a big room full of ways to love properly and a big room for the ways to love improperly. And so if there's a proper way to do something, it's very unlikely that the person will naturally learn those things. And I think that it's because love has to be fear. taught. Yeah, love has to be taught. And when it's not taught properly... Um, or it's not taught at all. Wrong. You just never grow up in like a loving environment. It happens all the time. Either or a, a false love, like a, yeah. a feeling of false. Yeah, something love. that's not genuine. Exactly. Like either a, you don't know how to accept love, or like I love how you use the word trauma. Like trauma is a, a, it's not a positive thing, but I love that you use it because I think that's also another. Those are the two ways. Either you don't know how to accept love, or you've gone through something that makes you like yo like. I, I, I don't want to take this. Like, this is a horrible I don't want to feel this way. Like, I love something and but then imagine, it was snatched imagine away from yeah. me. In, exactly. Imagine living in a household where everybody in there said that they love you, but you, you've been you've been mistreated and you've been traumatized. It doesn't even have to be a physical mistreatment. No, not even like, either. Yeah, yeah you, it you, can you've be. You've been traumatized. Like, be emotionally, like, it's, even growing up, when your parents called you stupid, or just out your name, yep. or just called or, you ugly. Or at work all day. Yeah, and they, you know they love you, but... Yeah. They're not there to see you through your most pivotal moments growing up, exactly. you know? So the thing is, like I mentioned, trauma, fear of losing yourself, fear of being trapped, pairing trust with the expectation of being controlled. All these things include fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I said that unicorn gospel about fear not being a part of perfect love, that is a fact. You cannot be afraid to let someone love you. Yeah. To you, you don't know what you can get from true love from a person. And if you misinterpret the person who's throwing you all this love, right? You constantly misinterpreting it and saying, "Oh, this person is too emotionally attached. This person is too much. This. Why can't you be the same?" It's just like with with a job or something. It's like, like you say, learn behaviors, and you have to be taught how to how to love. Or how to do things like in school that you have a, a grade for your behavior because they have to teach you. Teachers are there to teach you that part of life as well. So if more people, life. us, we can all be teachers of love, you know, hmm. but it starts honestly with, with self. People, you have to love yourself. Like loving, love in itself is such a like vulnerable thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what the fear, I think, comes into like you handing your heart over to somebody and so you giving somebody all this power mm-hmm. with your emotions and your feelings i think for a lot of people that vulnerability is is what's so scary you said power though that's where we mess up again it's You're not giving power. your heart to people and giving them all this power that's your mind forcing you to believe that you have given them power to control you love does not control love accepts you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the biggest part of it. It's it's an acceptance thing. And you have you to can realize that, you can't because that, that that's the part of trying to force yourself to, to love something you cannot. I, mean, I agree with but, that. But, I mean, I, on the same point as keep making, like, when you love somebody and you give your, open yourself up to somebody, you become vulnerable, you know? And a lot of the times when we are in situations where we love someone, in the back of your mind, your biggest fear is, I didn't open up so much to this person if we don't work out. Like, this person... Guess what you said again, though. What? Fear. That's what has to stop. Either you're willing to take that risk to to be hurt or not hurt. The thing is, we allow the the world to hurt us, too. 
it's guys all these people in the world man like you can't believe that that we aren't going to relate to somebody else the way you related to another person you just can't believe that but if you haven't caught it yet then stop forcing yourself to stay in a fearful place if you feel like somebody's going to hurt you or mistreat you that means that they aren't showing you the love that you are trying to show them yeah it's like um i hate to simplify this no, go, yeah, it might but, be good to simple, you know. Definitely. I, like when Hitch first came out with uh, Will Smith, mm-hmm. I watched that movie probably like thirty times in my in my youth. And one part of it always stuck with me is he. I think he said it was uh, three ways to love somebody. It was physical affection, it was verbal affection, and then it was material affection. And it's like if somebody can't accept the affection that you're willing to give, or if somebody not giving you the affection that you feel like you deserve, then maybe that person is not the person for you. You know what I'm saying? If you steady giving, uh, if, if somebody is expressing to you that they want physical, you know what I'm saying, in, in nonverbal ways, they want physical love or whatever. But then that it takes to it to more of a, a trait-by-trait trait thing than the overall concept of love. You feel me? Because even in those instances, it should still be all love. You feel me? I mean, It should never be well, a situation you, where you... What y'all said earlier was accepting people for who they are, right? And when you accept these people, you understand what comes with loving them. You know what I'm saying? They, they need a lot of affection. They need a lot of uh, verbal or physical affection or material affection. Never, nevertheless, they need something to, to, to please them. And sometimes that's what people say yeah, you complete me. It's because you give me what I've lacked. You know what I'm saying? So what are ways, let's start with you, Matt, that you can show love, ways to show love? You know, you did, you did say the affirmations. Do you think there are any other ways that you can, or that you've um, witnessed even? I think one of the dopest ways to show love is to meet whoever the person that you claim you love, meet them at their love language. So if my love language is affirmations, words of affirmation, but your love language is gifts, you know what I'm saying? And words mean absolutely nothing to you. Me giving you compliments all day only satisfies me, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Right. But I think a person who genuinely loves someone else will will dig deep to figure out, okay, if gifts is your thing and I don't do gifts at all, and this is genuinely me, I don't I'm not a gift person. I'm usually broke anyway. So like <laughs> you know what I'm Big saying? Sense. Uh but like okay, like one of my homies uh, introduced me, really good friend of mine, she introduced me to this idea that like a gift doesn't have to be an extravagant purchase. It could be something that's heartfelt. Mm-hmm. Um or if if the point. person that you're dealing with is is physical touch, like, okay, your your dad feels the most comfortable when you hug him when you come in the house. Like, dad loves hugs. You know what I'm saying? You hate hugs because you got your heart broke and you don't want to touch on nobody that you love because it's weird. But, like, <laughs> yo, dad feels a way when you don't hug him when you come in the house. You got to hug dad because that's, that's the way you, know, you make Matt, sure a person knows. You said something real profound. You said love language. You know people in our generation don't even understand what that was or what mm-hmm. that is, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I think as I got older and I've been around different – like. I don't really like hanging around older people, but, like, they, they do know some stuff. You feel me? <laughs> and it's older lady. She was telling me about, like, the love language. And I was sitting there listening to her, like, and it kind of reminded me of my own, like, past. Like, I'm giving gifts, but that's not her language. Mm-hmm. She operate off words. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, tell her you're beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. I'm more of a, like, you know what? I'm going to buy you this. Just, like, mm-hmm. you know, showing you that I love you. But everything, you can't interact with people the way you interact with everybody else that makes sense you gotta meet them where they at everybody's individual and everybody's different very true and that's to me how you show 
Yeah, very yeah. true. Okay, I mean, I definitely agree. Can we, with... bring, can we bring Matt back? What you want? What <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it's always <laughs> this it's, is good. It's always open to anybody who wants to step in. But overall, I do agree. You know, I learn something every time we have these conversations too about you know levels of love and different things like that. But overall, I think it's. As we grow older, because our frontal lobes, mine is probably almost at its growth point. <laughs> older. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Not that old. But, you know, I did, when I turned 26, like I said, things really started to change. And I was like, okay, I have to sit and think about the way I want to maneuver through life, how I want to receive love from people and how I'm going to give it. Because I've been basing so much in my life since high school, too. And I went to a, a bougie high school, like black, bougie, white, bougie, everybody that was bougie. And it made me question myself so much where people did like me. I had friends in all of the groups, but I was trying so hard to fit in with each one of them that I lost sight of who Serenity was and who actually had Serenity's back. And those friends steered off a little bit because I was so busy trying to please everybody, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think it's very important that we remember to show and give and read up on it you know library cards also just so you know you can get um internet library cards you don't have to necessarily get a physical one all you do is put in your information and they give you a digital library card and you can download the books to your phones they have different different ways you can download the books and i have that that membership and i'm reading a book right now called blink which is about using your um, your two-second instinct over your 10-minute instinct, you mm. know, about taking a moment to not take everything so seriously to mm. where you have to overthink the situation and take it at face value. Mm. Sees you the, the values of that, and that's something we love to. You have to learn to take it at face value and don't try to make more or less of it and just take it for what it is. And uh, this week's quote <clears throat> is, a true relationship is two unperfect people refusing to give up on each other. I, I just I think that's very important. It's like people can't nobody in human life is perfect. Everybody makes mistakes. But that doesn't mean you stop trying to make something magical happen until it literally just says this is not possible to yeah. do. You know? So that's uh Oh yo, good news too. My fashion Nova uh order is in transit, okay? <laughs> My birthday, yeah, I'm sorry. One of my birthday gifts was literally my best friend, Sydney. I love her so much. She's in Barcelona right now. She gave me $150 in Fashion Nova gift cards. Wow. And my order was only $17. And sneakers Ooh. gift cards. You know, I, I cried. $150. I, that buys a lot of Fashion Nova, yeah. right? Yeah. It's not like buying men's clothes, bro. Not at all. But with that <laughs> being said, how can we keep up with you, Matt? What's your, what's your social media? Um... You can you can find me at MattMuse12 on Twitter and Instagram. I don't use nothing else. So Twitter and Instagram, MattMuse12. Uh, I'm having a listening event uh, this Sunday, May 20th at Young Chicago Authors. It's free with RSVP. You can RSVP at MattMuse12. The link is in my bio. Uh, having a free listening event for Nappy Talk. Uh, I would love to get y'all out there. We're trying to get 200 RSVPs. We had about 180. Uh, so... Let's let's you know. Let's get let's get some people let's out there. Obviously, I would love up. everybody in this room to also slide on Sunday if y'all are available. And too, I so. will yeah, repost the link for that. And also this and Thursday, 
We have uh, Silent Noise Productions is putting on an open karaoke. I know. Um, where yeah. we have karaoke, hip-hop, R&B, all of that awesomeness, but there's also going to be live performances in between these karaoke sets to keep everybody satisfied. We'll have jerk tacos in the building. We're doing giveaways. Oh, yeah. All types of awesomeness. Uh-huh. And any artist is available. You guys can sign up for this. You guys can definitely send an email and say, hey, I want to be a part of the next showcase. But this first one, we want to be so packing and so cracking up at Refuge <laughs> Live. We're going to have a good old time and do the thing. You know, the, more you, the more you say, the less I want to go. So, you know, I'm going to kick you in, the, <laughs> in your ding dong nose. And hey, we out here, though. We live. We're going to be in that. We're going to be live. No, nah, we're going to be in there turning up, man. It's- like she said, it's it's open for everybody to get involved. Y'all just gotta uh, submit, let people know. Hit up Nitty, hit up me. And with that hit being said, y'all, like you can always keep up with the squad at Nitty's Knocker promo on Instagram, Knocker dot com. Just Keith just like underscore Damn Can I Live Marie underscore the DJ Sleazy Pack Two E's Two C's Matt Muse Twelve and you got Nitty's Knocker. We do this every week. At the same time, and we always love to hear how happy y'all are. And I'm so grateful to everybody who tuned in to listen, including my little sister Felicity, who said, "Get it, y'all." Wow. You hey, know, she she had a really good time listening. But we're gonna close the show out with peace, love, and happiness. Take us out, Marie. <laughs> I say thank you grandma for shacking me Thank you mama for smacking me Thank you papa for strapping me With raps to catch him lacking Thank the city for shacking me Thank them dudes for jacking me I ain't worried who adding me My squad is in back of me And we get to it Get to it Get to it Okay now let's get into it Get to it Get to it Get to it Watch me while I get into it I got seven words for a naysayer Kanye for president and chance for mayor Bring the city to completion Touch the sky, it had me reaching Now I'm gripping on this cloud Hoping it won't let me down On the wing and a prayer That we fly a butter spell Simpson, I grew my hair I don't care, let them stay here It got longer, bros got stronger If I spell it right, I conjure up Some that help me conquer I can't wait on me no longer Missing kind of Real life, no scholarship, no free ride. This CTA, my GTA, that let me know your ETA. I'm outside, just arrived to the stimmy wrong, and I show you right. Hey, your auntie, like, show you right, cause it go right when you flowing right. Uh, the pin be working when your mama sick of working it. Ay. You gotta hurt them when your pocket steady hurting it. Ay. I know for certain this will have my granny smirking. So I'm going Gordon Hayward when they open that curtain. You know I'm getting to it, getting to it, getting to it, getting to it, getting to it. Okay, now let's get into it. Get to it. Get to it. Get to it. Watch me while I get into it. North side. East side. West side. South, south side. Hey, now we all and we all. Now we all and we all. Now we all and we all. Now we all and we get to it. Left eye shotgun. Biggie in the back. Talk to his bride and Aaliyah on his lap Ride off night to the Fort Wheels Pop with our heads out the window screaming out Never stop and we ride and we ride and we roll and we roll and we ride and we ride and we roll and we roll and we ride and we ride and we roll and we roll and we ride and we roll and we roll and we ride and we roll and we roll and we ride and we roll and we ride and we roll and we ride 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 and we
session Prodigy gon' learn me a lesson About never stressing, only blessing And I'ma break bread with shawty low We gon' say make sure that they know Exactly who you do it for Never let your fam go without a meal That's trill, stack up, deal, dealer, no deal Stand firm, don't kneel Always speak on how you feel Got a thin flex, beat on your chest But don't forget who showed love When you was beating on death I say thank you grandma for shacking me Thank you mama for smacking me Thank you papa for strapping me with raps to catch them lacking Thank Chicago for shacking me Thank them dudes for jacking me I ain't worried who adding me My squad is in back of me and we Oh, Marie